Hey, Nick. Hey, Jeff. What's going on? I'm getting ready to light up a bishop. I just had myself a gator. Are you guys tired of hearing us say this? We're sick and tired of playing this. We are. And why don't we record it? We just keep doing it live every I time. I don't know. You guys just need to go over to martinascigars.com and pick up some bishops and gators. Yeah. Make us happy. Yeah. We'll stop playing this if you guys yeah. just buy our cigars. Tell you what, we'll make you a deal. What's that? If they go and buy the bishop and gator, we're going to do this podcast for free for them. There we go. Go buy bishops and gators. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, it's Gator. And today, we are going to be smoking some selections from Crux Cigars. Yes, we're we going to end out the year with uh, with our friends from Crux. So, well, technically not. Yeah, well, I guess you're this right. Is, this is our last episode right. of 2020. The next one will be the first. The next one will be January first. Look at you. You're right. I, I'm I'm aware of the calendar, Jeff. Okay, then. So, so yeah. So today, I am going to be smoking the Crux Bull and Bear, and it is a. Let me check the size here, just to make sure I know exactly. It is a Robusto Extra five and a half by fifty five, and it features a Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. It's a nice Maduro color, and it has a Nicaraguan and uh, binder and Nicaraguan filler. And mine, on the other hand, I am going to be smoking the uh, Epicure. Yes, you have the Crux. Crux Epicure. And the beauty of that is it's a uh, 5x75, so I got a little length on you there. And it's a uh, by 54 so. So, a little longer, but less girthy. Yeah, the girth is negligible. It's, uh, I mean, you know. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) And yours features an Ecuadorian (laughs) Connecticut shade wrapper and Nicaraguan binder and filler. That's right. So, anyway, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. You know, we got, we, the fine folks from Crux, they sent us a nice little sampler. These are good people. These are very good people. And, you know, we had four cigars to choose from, and so Jeff decided that he wanted to smoke something different from me. That way we could get a little variety on the show and variety. like that. Exactly. exactly. So, now, I've been smoking a lot of the Epicure lately. I don't know if you've seen the pictures you on my you Instagram. really like this cigar. I've been smoking a lot of the Epicure lately, and let me tell you, that one, it's a, it's a really good cigar. Um, the Bull and Bear, I've had one other time before. This is going to be my second time trying it. So I'm looking forward to it. I liked it the first time. Well, there you go. You know what threw me what? on the episode? What? We're going to record before the first, but you're right. It technically comes out on the first because we're still recording one more episode this year, but I was way off. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't come out till the first. No. I was thinking it came out on the 31st no, for some reason, but it's Friday. You're right. On the first. It's all me. Oh. Don't stand your cigar up. It won't <laughs> fall over. <laughs> anyway, how about we go ahead and cut these cigars? And the official cutting, what? You know, if mine was still in the cellophane, it would have been protected. That's that. true, but I had you take the picture <laughs> for the Instagrams and, you know, all that fun stuff. So well, You know the beauty of it is? What? I have it right here. Oh, you dick. Well, see, now you've just told everybody that you're just wrinkling it just for the fun of it. So <laughs> That time I did. Anyway. All right. Well, the official cutting is brought to you by Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Our man Dan over there, Riverman, he uh, he had a nice little little bit of business to come in right before the, the Christmas holidays and everything like that. And we want to keep that rolling. Yes. We want to keep that rolling. Dan over there, he's got some really great cigars, everything that you need, $4 to $100. He's got that, that sake unicorn. He's actually still got some in. And, he sold uh, some, too. He did sell some, actually. And, you know, 
he's got something for every palate. You need to make sure that if you're rolling through St. Louis, you swing by Riverman because Dan's just a spectacular guy. He takes a lot of pride in his humidor, and he takes a lot of pride in being able to help you find something that you're going to enjoy smoking. The guy knows his cigars. He does. He does. And so you want to swing by Riverman, and if you're not coming to St. Louis or if you're not from the St. Louis area, but you want to support a fantastic brick-and-mortar shop, Dan does mail order. So you can call him up. And you can get a nice box of cigars sent to you right away. Um, he he does like to throw in little goodies into the box and everything. Um, and it, it's 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 just it's it's a good way to support a really good guy in the cigar industry. I went over there on Christmas Eve and had a nice Christmas Eve cigar with him, and we just sat around and talked about you know family stuff and everything. And he's telling me about some of his Christmas traditions and stuff. I'm I'm telling you guys. Salts of the earth, you couldn't find a nicer guy. You want to support Dan over at Riverman Cigar Company. I actually think I'm headed over there after we get a recording today. Well, there you go. Well, very cool. Well, how about we go ahead and uh, cut the cigar? It's time. It's time. Riverman Cigar Company cut. Let's make it happen, Captain. So, yep. So, I'm going to cut my bull and bear. Did you do a V? I did do a V. You know what? I'm doing a V, too. By God, look at you. Now, I think, uh, I don't know if I talked about this on the cast, but I actually bought Kristen a V-cut. You did? And she's really liking that so far. Well, so good. I actually gave it to her, get her a the little, nice, little before Christmas. The nice expensive uh, Calibri one? She's like a crap. <laughs> you know which one I got her, but it works. Oh, oh, the little, you know, $4 Craftsman bench. Yes. Okay. But it hey, works. you know what? It I had works. that one before I got my Calibri, and it's a good cutter. Ooh. I was going to say, cold draw time. So Jeff's uh, once again smoking the Crux Epicure. I have the Crux Bull and Bear. You know what's really weird? What's that? Okay. So my first hit on this, the first cold draw, Mm -hmm. I got a really weird sensation up in my sinuses. Like like I normally would get off of a cold retrohale. Mm -hmm. But it was like light pepper. Just like danced on my sinuses for a second. It was really bizarre. Well, there you go. Yeah, that was that was different. Well, the bull and bear on the cold draw here, there is a little bit of a sweetness, a little bit of a of a of a kind of earthy sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Something that you know, I mean, well, okay, you know, in the spirit of full disclosure, guys, and and I talk about this. Uh, we're coming up here soon. We're going to have an interview that I did with uh, Sam Ventura. He's the uh, sales executive for Crux Cigars, and um, one of the things we talk about is Crux's packaging and how on their packaging, they make it very easy for the consumer. They they kind of detail some of the flavor notes that, you know, they expect you to be able to pull from the cigar if you're looking for that. They also tell you on the box um, some of the... Uh, or, or the uh, the strength of the cigar. They have like a little meter there, and it kind of gives you an indication of the strength of the cigar. So in the spirit of full disclosure, you know, we Jeff and I both kind of know going into these cigars kind of what Crux is saying we should be looking for. We have for. cliff notes. We kind of have cliff yeah. notes on these. Um, however, I'd like to point out that, you know, everybody's palate's different, and so, you know, you may or may not have the, that experience. But... But this one, so far for me, the Bull and Bear, on the cold draw, it is a sweet kind of earthiness mm-hmm. to it. 
Now, on the card, like you were talking about, they talk, they do talk about the light pepper, which I experienced, like, it's not, jumped Nic- out it's at It's Nicaraguan me. tobacco. I would jumped expect out at me. there to be some pepper note to it. But the creamy and nutty, I'm also getting. Now, am I getting that because I'm getting that, or am I getting that because I read the card and I know to look for it now? I don't know. Did I put the suggestion in my head? I don't know. Possibly did. Well, I'm lighting up my cigar. You didn't do a cold retro hail. I, I actually did. And as much as I hate to say it, that that sweet earthiness yeah. Yeah. was just that much more pronounced okay. on, on your cold retro hail. I was about to give you a major guilt trip, but you pulled it out. That's what she said. <laughs> Didn't even make you giggle. Awkward. <laughs> Awkward. Dude, I'm over here. Literally, I did my own. That's what she said. I am over here lighting my cigar, you know, drawing on this cigar, and you're throwing that at me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's 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 awkward. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> oh, but you were. Anyway. You were debating length versus girth earlier, but that's okay. No, that's awkward, too. But I also didn't have a cigar, like, jammed into my mouth at the time that I was talking about that. Uh, well, Jeff is uh, my cigar. bringing his uh, cigar in from Free Orbit. Orbit, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I mean, what are you getting on that other than char? <laughs> I don't know where you get that from. The foot on that thing is, like... <laughs> It's got a solid half inch of black coming up from the bottom of it. I don't know what you're talking about. At some point, someone's going to have to properly educate you as to how to light a cigar. I know how to light a cigar, you sack. I'm, you know, I don't know. So, anyway. Caramel. So, caramel. It's caramely. Okay. The creamy is holding over from the uh, cold retro. That's a good stick. Oh, wow. You did a retrohale, didn't you? I did just do a retrohale, and it's very intense black pepper on the retrohale. Um, otherwise, the stick itself ooh, ooh. is yeah. earthy, a little bit of sweetness, but but the earthy is the predominant flavor on the actual cigar itself, and with some pepper to the actual smoking experience Yeah, as well. the Epicure but is... The, uh, but the pepper is yeah. prominent on the retrohale. Epicure's got that pepper as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good solid cigar. I like it. I've had, I, I think I've had at least one of every cigar from their line. Have you? Um, yeah, because the Hill Cigar Company carries the Crux cigars well, here in St. Louis. Full disclosure, that's where we're recording we today. Are, Be- we are. One, because we're doing this cigar and they carry this line. It's true. And also, too, because uh, I wanted a hot salami sandwich from the deli around the block. You did. Yeah. <laughs> Nick had the hot salami. I'll tell I you what. Meatball sub. I'll What's tell the you, name of this place? Um, it's like Joya's. Mm-hmm. Goya. Uh, Goya or it's, Goya? It's G-O-I-A-S. It was so very it's like good. Joya's or something. Yeah. But holy crap. Yeah, and Fatty over here got double meat. Dude, it's the freaking Italian hot salami sandwich. I, I you know... It was it's it's the best sandwich. Seriously, guys, it, you come to St. Louis, the Hill has some of the most fantastic food, but I'm telling you what, Joyous, they make a mean sandwich. They do. And then you 
go to the place that's known for the hot salami sandwiches, people waiting hours to get one. I mean, it, we waited an hour. I placed we the did. order online and had to like go and get it later. I mean, we waited an hour for our sandwiches. And I get the hot salami that they're known for, and you get the meatball. It's good. I'm sure it was. It looked good. Yeah, it was very good. But, you know, still. I don't know. Hot salami doesn't do it for me. Mm. My, the only time I like hot salami is when I make a muffalata and I heat those up to melt the cheese in the oven. Oh, dude, this is all thick cut salami. Mm-hmm. And it's got that spice, and then the, the you get it with that, you know, mayonnaise and the, the uh, pickles and lettuce and tomato to cool it down and everything. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Toasted on that white bread, that white Italian bread. Well, now mine was toasted on the white oh, Italian bread. So good. So good. Onions, anyway. pickles. It was good. It was tasty. A little Swiss cheese on it. Yep. 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 I had a little Swiss cheese on mine. Mm-hmm. It was good. So anyway. Good times. Indeed. So. You want to jump into the interview? Yeah. Why don't we go ahead and jump into the interview? So again, I did speak with uh, Sam Ventura. He is the executive uh, or the sales executive for Crux Cigars. And so we get into uh, how he got into the company and, and some information about and, Crux. And when and we come back else. after, we'll discuss uh, how our Christmases went and talk about our Christmas picture we posted, too. Yes, exactly. So All hang right. with us. We'll be back in a few minutes. So we're joined today by Sam Ventura. He's the sales executive at Crux Cigars. How are you, Sam? Good, sir. How are you? Good, good. So sales executive, that's a, that's a fi- fancy little title there. Yeah, you know, uh, I earned it. I can say no. Um, that that was a that was a title that was created by the uh, the founder of Crux, um, and and I I think he wanted a more elevated uh, thing than just you know sales rep or sales guy. Um, I've always said I don't care what you put on my business card as long as you have my number on there and know who to call. There you go. So I get the commission. But uh, yeah, that that created some some. Uh, some fun confusion when I first started the company. Everybody thought I was much more important than I really am. Oh, that's funny. So you and I, I don't know if you remember or not, you and I have met before. Yep, um, at the Hill. At the Hill Cigar Company. Uh, yep. You were, you were actually sales repping with another brand at the time. And yep. um, you and I hung out and there was a rather interesting conversation with one of the patrons <laughs> there that I'm not going to get into because he's, he's actually a nice guy. I mean, granted... Uh, we all vote him most likely to be the serial killer of the group, but at the same time, he's he is a nice guy as long as you stay on his good side. He was totally nice, and and I I, I didn't know if you if you were going to mention this or not because I totally remember. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but but he he had a very thorough conversation with me about butchering and uh-huh. and cutting up am- animals, and I was just like, okay, cool. And I don't remember the guy's name, and and he was very nice. Yeah, but he just definitely his his overzealous conversation about the butchery of animals it went on for quite remembering animals <laughs> yes and 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 I, I was with a different company and i had my sales director for said company with me who i thought might have tried to bail me out but i think he was oh, over there with dude, you yeah kind he, of he like laughing dove in head first with it and prompted yeah. a lot of it and everything <laughs> You know, then we found out about the van that had yeah. the, the tie downs in the back. It was a whole thing. It was, yeah. it got really dark, but anyway, so. Yeah, anyway. but I, I do remember that. That was a really fun night. Um, we were actually going to go downtown that night, um, but I, I vetoed it because we had gone downtown the night before. Mm-hmm. We were staying a lot closer to the hill. 
and there was a there was a hockey game going on downtown. So yeah. if we would have gone to one of the shops downtown, uh, it was just going to be madness. So we we stopped and we each got a bottle of something to drink, and we went. We just visited the hill at like three o'clock that afternoon, and just thought it was a really cool place to hang. And yeah, we had a good old time. Oh, um, potential serial killer and all, we had a good old time. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and it was not too sh- long after that, quite frankly, that I had heard that you had uh, accepted a position at Crux. Yep. So, yeah, I started with Crux this past January, and um, January twentieth of twenty twenty. Um, figured what a great year to start with a new company and really kind of make my mark. I mean, um, in theory. Yeah, in theory, it was it was a it was a great <laughs> it was a great seven week trajectory, and then all of a sudden, uh, a few things happened that might have hindered it. But it's it's Just it's overall year. been a good year. No, that's cool. So I've seen. Um, yeah, you guys kind of came out at TPE. I, I saw you at TPE, and it seemed like that was where I was hearing a lot about the um, the new branding of the cigars mm-hmm. and everything. Right. So, so how about for, we're getting really far down the road of where I wanted to start. So, first of all, let's get the the basic you know one on one questions out of the way here. Of how did you get into cigars, and then in turn, how do you take a a fascination with cigars? assuming you even had one and turn it into a sales position with any company, not just crux. Um, well, I'll start with the first question, how I got into cigars. Uh, I was probably about 13 years ago. Um, uh, I was actually working. It was the, it was the first time I ever had executive in my title. I was the executive runner for the CEO of MGM studios in Hollywood or in century city, California. And doing a lot of errand work, a lot of a lot of grunt work, not not really a glamorous position. Um, and I had a friend of mine. I was working on writing something, and he he was a writer, so he was helping me out. So we would meet up at a little cigar shop in Beverly Hills, and um, that was the that was the first time I started really smoking premium handmade cigars. I had had a Swisher Sweet before that, um, just because I wanted to check something off a bucket list that was imaginary. But uh, he and I would meet every every week, every other week, and I would smoke. And he would recommend things, um, and then gradually, I slowly started getting into it more and more. Um, you know, smoking a couple times a week, uh, smoking on my back patio. Uh, my girlfriend and I started dating around that time, and uh, we neither of us had a lot of money, so one of our standard Friday night dates was to grab something for dinner, and then she would usually grab some cheap bottles of red wine. And I would grab some cheap cigars and we'd sit on the back on the back patio and kind of get to know each other. So instead of whining and dining, you know, t- having to go out and spend money I didn't have, um, she, she was great enough that she just really enjoyed hanging out, getting to know me uh, on a one-on-one basis at home. That's awesome. Um, and, yeah. And, and I mean, and we're still together to this day. So uh, definitely forged a really, really, really strong bond and relationship. Um, as far as how I turned a, a, Uh, a hobby of being a cigar smoker into a sales rep job, I would have to say dumb luck. Um, I was in the bar business for a really long time. I've had a lot of interesting career choices. Um, And, and, you know, I, I I was a correctional officer, LA County jail. Um, I've done you know retail. I've done all all different types of things, just trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And I was bartending. That's what led me to Texas. I helped open a bar out in uh, the hill country of Texas near Austin where I live. And um, I, I still would smoke cigars on occasion. And there was a, a shop that I had visited uh, before I moved to Texas. 
and they opened a location right near my house about six months after I moved here. So I started frequenting that shop, became a member, became friends with their general manager, who before that, uh, before his time helping to open this shop, he was a rep for Zycar. And so he would always tell me stories about Zycar. Um, and and I'm a, I'm a huge gadget guy. Uh, I, I love toys. I love trinkets. I love gadgets. So he would tell me these stories and I was like, wait a minute. So you get paid to drive around, you know, four or five States, sell these gadgets and smoke cigars and meet people. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, do you, did you make a good living? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, how do I get that job? And he basically said they usually hire from a shop. Um, so I, I, I had some availability. I was a, you know, a couple of years later, I became a liquor rep for a small regional liquor company or liquor distributor in Austin. And I had a lot of free time. So in the evenings, uh, two to three evenings a week, I would work at the cigar shop with the intention of getting a rep job. And uh, I did get the Zycar job. That was my first rep job. Um, and then, you know, as you know, I worked for another company and then now I work for Crux. Um, I tell everybody this industry has a lot of turnover. So uh, a lot of people, you know, want to give, you know, bust your chops or whatever, because you've had, you know, however many jobs you've had and however period of time. Um, but this is kind of normal in this industry. Um, and it's like, it's, it's like dating a girl, you know, I've been with my girlfriend almost 13 years. You date around before you find the right one. Yeah. So sometimes you, you, you take a couple jobs before you find the right fit. And I, I think I've really found that here with Crux, not just because my title says executive and I'll probably never have that title again, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's a great company to work for. And I love the product and, and, uh, you know, we're very familial. So how did you get hooked up with Crux? Uh, I met uh, our VP, Casey Hogan. I met him uh, in Oklahoma uh, when I was uh, traveling with Zycar. And um, Casey is a uh, he's a great guy, but Casey Casey likes to stir the pot a little bit. And uh, the the manager of the shop was unhappy about something, and so Casey just kind of kept uh, kept lobbing up uh, softballs for for the manager to swing at me, and. We, we kind of just became friends from that. And I think because he saw that I, I handled objections. Well, um, as I mentioned that the manager of the shop did have some issues that he was kind of venting to me about, and I handled it well. Um, I, I still took care of the customer and then we kind of just became friends and, and Casey would keep tabs on me. And, and, you know, he knew I traveled a lot. Um, he always saw me out there he posted, he'd see each other at multi-vendor events and stuff like that. So he just kind of took notice that, that, you know, I was somebody that was, really passionate about doing my job and, and really enjoy the industry and want to be out there on the road, meeting people and, and moving product. And then uh, when it came time, he, he had a conversation with me about um, if I'd be interested and, and salary and stuff like that. And, um, one of the things that really led me to the brand besides um, being, you know, uh, somewhat of a friend with Casey and, and liked the product was, as I said, getting to be the first like full-time sales rep is something that you, it, it, it's hard to find a, a, a opportunity like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you're just the next rep in a line of reps, which is fine. But for me, I look at wherever I end up in 10 years, whether I'm a VP of sales, whether I own my own company, whether I'm still a rep, whatever I'm doing, I want as many tools in my bag as possible. So helping to grow a brand, which even though Crux has been around six years, as you mentioned, we did a rebranding. So that's kind of like our rebirth this year. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's an opportunity that I, I really wanted to, to learn how to do, how to, how to grow a brand, how to take a, a relatively lesser known brand in the industry and, and introduce it to the right people and really kind of 
uh, get it on a lot more shelves, get a lot more representation of the brand. And that's, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun doing it, you know? No, that's awesome. So before we get into the rebranding, then I, I have to ask, so given the complications of the year, um, mm-hmm. how has, how has that expansion, that growth, that, that, you know, rebirth to the world gone for crux and what if some i mean obviously we can the complications i'm sure are are not only numerous but fairly obvious but what have been some of the more creative ways that you guys have been able to to get it out there and to share it with everybody given the covid situation and everything well one one of the things we did um there now just sorry to backtrack a little bit um we're, we're a very small company so there, there are currently only five of us that work for Crux. Um, there's three cousins. There's the president, vice president, and the other sales rep who are all cousins. And then there's me. And then we have a, a guy that works in our warehouse that does our logistics and our shipping. So we're still a very small company. We have very low overhead. So early on in the, in the COVID kind of mass hysteria confusion, uh, Jeff, the founder of the company, he, he had a call with all of us and, and he right away told us, hey, uh, I don't want you guys to worry. If, if this goes on for a couple weeks, a couple months, whatever it is, we're, you're going to be fine. Your jobs are going to be safe. We'll find something for you to do. So that was a good thing because um, I, I was very concerned with the industry because the mainstream you know, government or whoever you want to say, they, they don't consider cigars uh, essential. Right. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend works in the liquor business and she went to the office every day. You know, So, so Dude, I was, I, I ended up being, I, I know a I know a cigar shop here locally that the only reason they were allowed to stay open and do business is because they had six bottles of whiskey on the shelf and those six bottles and their liquor license kept them open. And and good for them because I, I yeah. wish more shops had that opportunity. Yeah. Um so anyway, so one of the things that, that we did, Tony, myself, um Tony's our other sales rep. Uh we we both added uh, substantially more states to our territory to kind of plant seeds, do some research, send information, send some samples, and try to just see what was out there beyond our actual physical territory, which Tony started a few weeks after me. So even though he's family and he's helped them in the past, uh, I like to joke that I have seniority because I'm the first rep and, you know, but... uh, You're the executive. Yeah, I'm I'm the sales executive. Yeah, Yeah. actually, it's funny because he had to send me some business cards so I could, because I I kind of was a temporary shipping station for a lot of people. And uh, his, 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 I think his title was like sales manager or something like that. And I was like, wait, why do we both have different titles? What's going on here? Uh, but mine says executive. So I'm happy with that. There you go. Uh, so we did a lot of reaching out, a lot of cold calling, a lot of research, um, Google, Facebook. Um, I, I didn't personally use Yelp because I'm not a big fan of Yelp from my bartending days. But uh, yeah, so trying to, trying to get a feel for a shop because we tend to be more of a quality, not quantity focused brand. Um, so really just, I've, I've got a lot of rep friends in the industry. So I would talk to them if they knew, you know, the territory, get recommendations on what shops we want to be in. Um, because it's really hard to do that without physically being there and seeing it. Cause there's a lot that can make or break a shop. I'm sure you know that you, you go into some shops, they're beautiful. You can tell they put a lot of money, but it feels very cold. Yeah. You go to some other shops that look like they haven't changed anything in the last 40, 50 years. And you're afraid to sit down, but once you're there, you don't want to leave. Yep. So it's, it's hard to get that online. It's hard to get that just looking at Facebook or Google reviews. But we did the best we could to kind of 
make some target lists, get some information, and then essentially cold calling, which is, it's weird. If, if you take me and you give me a, a box of samples and a catalog and a business card, and you drop me off in front of any shop in America and say, go in there and introduce the brand, I won't hesitate. I won't think twice. But when it came to sitting on my patio or, or wherever and having to call these people out of nowhere, it was so nerve wracking. I get that. And I mean, I got through it and I did it and I actually had some success with it. I actually, I got a couple of accounts that I hadn't even met yet that we were able to open, but it, it's just not the ideal situation. So that was one of the things we did. We kept in touch with all of our existing accounts. Um, we tried to compile kind of a database of anybody that was doing online sales, doing delivery, doing curbside, just kind of so we could let people know you know, who was, who was still trying to operate and, and trying to at least, you know, get something in the till, um, in, in this chaos. Well, and let's be real, you know, the, the industry has faced some, some shortages and that sort of thing. I mean, did that impact you guys at all? And if not, you know, maybe that was an opportunity for you to swoop in and help out some shops that maybe didn't have other supply. Well, you know, we were really lucky, um, a lot of a lot of companies had major back order issues and trouble getting stuff in. Yeah, we had just before we got pulled off the road, we had just opened our our distribution center in um, in Boca Raton, Florida. So we we used to rent space out of a, out of a somebody else's warehouse. Now we have our own warehouse, our own office space, part of our growth, right? But we had just done that, and we had just gotten in a massive stateside order to oh, fill wow. that storage humidor. I want to say, I don't remember the exact timeline, but it was a couple weeks before the shutdown really started happening. So we were actually really fortunate that during our entire time off the road and like our kind of six month quarantine period, we didn't have any back order issues. We had plenty of supply, plenty of stock. So we were able to still fulfill every order that we needed to in a, in a timely manner. Um, and, you know, we, we, we did whatever we could if, if, uh, you know, without getting too technical or too, you know, inside baseball, um, we, we worked with all the shops if, if we needed to, you know, any shop that might've needed, you know, Hey, can, can I get a, an extra couple of weeks to, to pay this order? Like, yeah, we'll put it on hold for you. We'll ship it now. We'll, we'll charge you in a couple of weeks because we know that you've got to you know, make a living and do what you can to, yeah. to, you know, face this adversity that nobody ever saw coming. Well, and that fosters good relationships down the road too. It's one of those things where, you know, if you're offering, you know, a helping hand during rough times, they're going to remember that during the good times, right. you know? Right. So, no, that, that's great. That's great. So let's talk about the rebranding a little bit, because I know that was one of the things that I heard a little bit about at TPE, just kind of walking around and hearing people and everything was, was, uh, the rebranding that you guys had on your, on your cigars. Now you said you have, you have five cigars in the line, correct? Correct. We currently have five. And, um, I'll tell you what, man, your cigars stand out like a spotlight in the humidor. Yeah. So, um, Crux, Crux started back in 2014 is, is when Crux first came to market, April of 2014. And they, Jeff, uh, the founder, he, he opened his first cigar shop in 1992. So he's got a retail background. So after, you know, and, and, and Crux had success before the rebrand, um, still maintaining a very small footprint. Um, as far as a company size goes, uh, most, most all of the sales before I came on board and then Tony came on board, um, were, were the vice president, Casey, he basically would cover pretty much the entire country. I mean, he would use independent sales reps here and there, but, um, he, he did a lot of the kind of the, the foundation building 
um, in the, in the five or so years before I came on board. Um, and they spent about 18 months to kind of see like, all right, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to stick with this. We're going to build a, a brand, not just have a little, you know, line of cigars. It's like, we're going to build a brand. And one of the things that Jeff talks about is, is he, he thinks in decades, you know, so he, he wants to build a brand that's going to be around for decades, not just, you know, flash in the pan kind of thing. So they said, okay, let's, let's see what we're doing right. What we're doing wrong. So they did, I want to say it was 18 months of focus groups. Uh, they did cigar focus groups. They did non-cigar focus groups. Uh, they went through a bunch of different iterations of, of the iconography, the, the look of the bands, the colors, all kinds of stuff. Um, they tested the blends. So they did blind tests with our blends compared to other leading blends in the market to make sure, do, hey, do we need to change the blend, the taste profile, or is it just the look that will help? Because the bands before were a little little hard to read. Um, they had kind of a old English, gothic, um, I say affliction shirt font, but um, so it was a little hard to read. The the band, the the logo was sideways, and the X was a was a dagger. So some people thought it was crew C R U, and that it was a dagger. They didn't realize it was an X. Um, so it was just a lot of confusion going on, and they realized that it was a very regional feel. It didn't feel like a a national or even international brand. And so in the eighteen months. Um, they worked with it with a team that, that came up with what we have now, which is is a lot cleaner. It's a lot e- a lot more easy to read. Um, each blend has its own color uh, on the band, which actually corresponds with the box. Um, the, all of our boxes come with ten single cigars and two five packs built in, so that you have three points of purchase. And then on top of the lid, on the inside of the lid, there's um, flavor there's flavor icons, flavor descriptors, and a strength meter. So kind of it kind of helps with a lot of retailers don't have five employees at any given time. A lot of times it's just a one man operation. Mm-hmm. So if that guy's busy at the counter and he's helping somebody or he's, he's, you know, walking somebody through the humidor and a guy comes in and he just wants to try something new, he can look at the box and he can be like, all right, well, I don't need to ask too many questions. Cause I can see that, Oh, this is, you know, smoky and sweet. Oh, this has hints of cocoa. This has hints of molasses or, see those flavors that jump out to him that he likes and he'll pick up a cigar and try it. So it kind of, I always tell people the box does half my job. No, I love the boxes. And, and to your point, when the Hills cigar company first got them in, you know, I remember hearing about them at TPE. And so, you know, I go over to the shelf and there's the five facings and everything. And first of all, you know, there are these, it's these stark white boxes, but with these splashes of really bright color. And, and I'll tell you, you guys and Blackbird cigars, I think stand out so well in the humidor because it's, it's all these shades of brown and black and gold and whatever. And then there's you guys that are just like, boom, color. And I love that. And then, um, like you said, the, the, the box lids, I'm looking at these box lids as I'm standing there looking at these five cigars, trying to figure out like, okay, which one of these do I want to try out first? And, you know, Jody had her recommendation on the one I'm smoking right now, the Guild. And, um, you know, so that that obviously kind of gave me a, uh, an idea as to where to start. But I'm looking at the box tops and you're right. You've got the strength of meter and everything, which I tend to go more of a medium to full bodied cigar. So, you know, I'm looking and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I really want to try the start off with the mild one right off the bat. And and I love that you have the different flavors and everything because there's so many people that will sit back and say, oh, you know, all I ever get off a cigar is smoke. Well, if you kind of tell them, you know, (laughs) hey, maybe there's hints of 
of this or hints of that, it gives them at least something to look for when they're smoking it. Maybe they get it, maybe they don't. But if they know what they're looking for, then they can kind of start to go down that road a little bit and try and pull some flavors from a cigar. Right. And and I find that's a, that's a very tricky thing because I, I think... To, to me, you know, it, it's, it's a, I don't, I don't know who said it, uh, but a cigar, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah. Was that Groucho Marx? I think so. Is that who that was? I, I want to say that's who it was, but, but either Maybe. way, it, it, it was somebody, I can fact Oscar Wilde or Groucho Marx or somebody. I can fact check it. So, <laughs> uh, but either way, to me, a cigar is just a cigar, right? Um, I, I enjoy cigars. I smoke cigars every day. That's how I got into this business. Um, it's so interesting to me when I see consumers that are so wrapped up in like, you know, the flavor profiles, for example. So if, if I give you a cigar and I say that, Oh, this has hints of cocoa, uh, molasses, cedar, um, that's our Maduro. Right. And if they smoke that, they don't, they don't notice cocoa. They, they get some sweetness, but they don't necessarily think it's molasses. They might think it's, you know, brown sugar or wh- whatever. Then they, they think they're doing something wrong or they think they got a bad cigar. And, you know, there's plenty of review sites that get very, very, very overly detailed in their flavor descriptors. And some of those I read and I'm like, huh? And, and, I, and I think that what we did with ours is we kept it very simple. We didn't get too hyper specific exactly. on, on, you know, oh, this, has, this tastes like Band-Aid or, you know, this tastes <laughs> like Barnyard. We, we kept it very kind of simple and, and kind of a, a more of a broad range of flavors which, which I, I think you can, most people definitely will detect, but I tell people all the time, your palate is going to be unique to yourself. It's like a snowflake. So if I, if I have a cigar, like the Maduro, for example, and I go, Oh, I absolutely taste the cocoa and the molasses. And I give it to you. And you're like, I, I taste some sweetness, but I wouldn't call it cocoa and molasses. Well, who's right. Who's wrong. Nobody. Mm-hmm. We're, we're both right. We're both, you know, smoking and tasting. Do you like the cigar or not? That's the bottom line really when it comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and people get so caught up in that. And it's, 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 it's humorous to me whenever I'm in a shop and I'm talking with a consumer and they get so caught up in the, well, my palate, I don't taste the right thing. Like, well, hey, if you still enjoy the cigar, who cares? Exactly. No, I just, like I said, I've been really enamored with the packaging and the, uh, and just the, like I said, the information you guys provide on it and everything. I think you guys re- did a really good job with that. I think it's helped us a lot. Um, we've had people that had carried our line in the past. And, um, for whatever reason, you know, moved on, stopped carrying it. They brought us back in. We've had people that have, have had our brand all along and noticed an, a definite uptick in interest. Once the new product came out, the new packaging, um, it, it's been a lot of help. And like I said, I, I always joke that the packaging, you know, really does have my job for me. Um, cause it is striking. Um, the cigars look very good. Um, the, the contrast with a lot of like the Maduro I bring up because that's one of my favorites. The Maduro has that kind of, we call it Bel Air blue, Tiffany blue, teal, whatever you want to call it. But the contrast of that color with the real dark, rich brown Maduro wrapper is is one of my favorites as far as the new brand goes for, for the contrast. Uh, that's one of the boxes that I would often bring in to show off uh, to, to potential new accounts. Interesting. So tell us a little bit about the line. So tell us, tell us a little bit about the five cigars. Well, so we have we have a, a core four, and then we have a, a limitada series. So the core four uh, starts. It's actually I'm smoking it right now. It's the uh, the Epicure, which is an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with Nicaraguan binder filler. Um, 
All of the cigars, with the exception of our Maduro, are made for us at the Placencia factory. The Maduro is made for us at the AJ Fernandez, Fernandez factory. Um, and that's all in this little So, um, moving on from the Epicure, you have the Epicure Maduro, which, as I said, is the only one that's made by AJ currently. That is a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, and it's going to be over the Nicaraguan binder filler. So, it gives you kind of two different options. Um, and those are kind of two of our flagship cigars. Uh, we have the Guild, which you're smoking. The Guild was my first favorite. Uh, the Guild was an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over Nicaraguan binder filler. Um, that's really a medium, medium cigar. Uh, I, I think it's it's just right down the middle of medium. Um, I think it's the least, me personally, I find it the least sweet. Um, and I say that, which is another confusing thing in this industry, because people hear sweet and they think it's sugar tipped yeah. or, you know, no, it's, it's, we have no additives. We have no flavorings to our cigar. Um, now there is some inherent natural sweetness to tobacco and you get some of that on the Guild, but the Guild has more of like the savory, um, woody kind of uh, cedary notes. And then the Bull and Bear. Bull and Bear is one of our most popular movers, at least in my territory. Uh, the Bull and Bear is a Nicaraguan Puro. Uh, the wrapper is a Habano from Jalapa Valley. And the filler has tobacco from all four regions in Nicaragua. Um, and that one is going to be our fullest blend. The fullest blend for our portfolio. Because a lot of people, you know, they, they see that it's a fuller cigar and they think it's going to be like a palate record, nicotine bomb. Um, we, we blend everything to be clean finishing yet flavorful because we we want you to take your hour two hours smoke one of our products and really enjoy yourself enjoy the flavors and then be done with it and then if you want to smoke another one great if you want to go out to dinner whatever we don't want that lingering raw kind of palate um, we, we just want a nice clean enjoyable finish uh, to our cigars um, and then the, the fifth one we have which is is a limitada it's truly limited there's a thousand boxes made a year um, we only released two sizes this past year because of uh covid um and that is a wrapper that's grown for us by the Placencia family. It's called Engañoso. Um, that has a double binder with broadleaf, and then it's got a five-filler blend. So that's got a lot of complexity going on. And uh, those, one of the sizes is completely sold out, and the other size is just about sold out. So those do really well for us every year we put them out. Gotcha. I actually just smoked one of those not too terribly long ago, um, and uh, it was a fantastic cigar. It's a, uh, I've, I've been fortunate that I've got a, a little backstock of uh, some of the old bandits and the previous years. And yeah. so they, they stayed just as good, if not better with age. Interesting. Interesting. So what's, um, I, you know, I don't know if you can get into specifics or anything like that, but, you know, looking ahead to uh, 2021, I know we're, we're all kind of uh, cautiously looking ahead to 2021. What's on the horizon for Crux? Um, well, we, we were going to do it this year. The goal for the, the trade show this year for the PCA trade show, which of course got canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to have a new, a new line, a new Epicure line. Um, and that has been pushed back. So I'm, I don't know our timeline on anything we have. Um, basically our entire catalog was being rebranded in phases and, uh, basically the second half of the catalog got pushed back. Okay. So, uh, on the horizon, um, hopefully within the first quarter to first half of the year will be, uh, a new size in the bull and bear, um, a new, hopefully the new blend is ready, but I don't know, um, a new Epicure. And then the next kind of line that we're rebranding is the Jucana sewer line, which is all smaller ring gauge. Sewers. Um, and so that's something that, that that's one that's done really well for us in the past. We just haven't sold them in the last you know year or so because of the rebrand. And that's the one that's actually 
to the next slated one to be released with the new packaging, the new branding, and uh, all of that stuff. Very cool. And then eventually we'll finish out the rest of the catalog. Because I know a lot of people ask me about certain cigars. Um, the first cigar that Crux came out with was called the Nympha Maniac. Now it's just called the Nympha because as we grew up, we got rid of that kind of uh, innuendo. But um, I get a lot of shops that it's it's a it has a very cult following that little cigar. It's a very unique shape, and so a lot of people ask me about it, and and it, it it pains me every time I have to say I don't know or I don't have an ETA yet because there are people that really love that cigar and 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 are just waiting to have it back again. Gotcha, gotcha. So. For those folks that maybe um, aren't familiar with your brand but want to try some out um, or also want to get a little information, where can people go to um, track down some of your cigars, but then also where can people go to get some information about Crux? Um, basically, CruxCigars.com. Um, that's our website. And we have, a, we have a retailer locator on there. Um, so that's a really good option for them if, if they're curious to try it and they you know, they know that their brick and mortar doesn't have it. I always tell people, um, even though I have my own territory uh, that I'm essentially in charge of, I, I, I'm here for Crux. So anybody can reach out to me on Instagram. Um, it's Sam Ventura Crux uh, and, and all, all together, no punctuation. Um, and they can, they can message me and ask me, you know, um, to help them find a shop that has our product for them to try. Um, if they have recommendations of shops that they'd like to see us in, I always say, tell your shops to reach out to one of us and, uh, and we'll see if we can do some business. And, and yeah, uh, if you go on cruxcigars.com or if you go on the Crux Cigars Instagram, um, you can get linked up with all kinds of information, as I said, or you can reach out to me if you'd like Sam Ventura Crux on Instagram and uh, ask me any questions and I'll answer them to the best of my ability or guide you in the right direction if I can't answer it. That's awesome. Well, Sam, thank you so much for your time and everything. We really appreciate it, especially uh, coming up here. uh, We're recording this a little before Christmas, so I really want to thank you for taking time out of what's probably a busy time in your household and everything. So, Yeah, of course. And uh, we look forward to uh, the next time you maybe swing through St. Louis. You you swing through St. Louis uh, often? I, I, I don't because oh. it's not my territory anymore, oh, okay. but uh, I was bummed. I was bummed to lose it to Tony because I had such a good time with, with the accounts out there previously, but he lives a little closer. So gotcha. it made more sense for him to take it, but he's, he's just as good, if not better than me. Well, I'll tell you what, if nothing else, then hopefully we catch you at TPE maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe? I'm hoping I, I'm hoping to go to both because I love an excuse to go to Vegas. Oh yeah. Uh, but you and Gator need to come on a Texas tour. We do, and you know, we keep talking about doing just that, and um, there's so many places that we need to hit down there that realistically, it's it's a tour just in and of itself, so. The Pulpit Roadshow, I mean, I, come on. We've been calling it the uh, Cigar Pulpit Traveling Freak Show and Cigar Evangelical Revival. I like that way better than yeah, what I just said. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, so, because let's be real, everywhere we go, it tends to turn into a freak show, so. <laughs> anyway. Well, Sam, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Of course. I had a good time. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Well, Nick, that was awesome. Sam's a great guy, and um, I'm <laughs> kind of glad he remembered me. <laughs> we met at the Hill the one time, and um, he was with another brand, and I didn't know if he was going to remember me or not, but he did. So You're not easily forgotten. I Okay. Yeah. I mean, you weren't. You leave an impression. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't quite know how to take that. As it said. Okay. 
Yeah, take it as it's said. <laughs> okay. Well, what are you getting on your uh, Crux Epicure? I really like this. Yeah. You know, it on the on the flavors here, it kind of puts itself at a uh, oh a mild to medium. I think it's a fairly mild cigar. Like I said, the uh, the pepper's really strong on that retro hail. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the bull and bear here, it's it's got a good, real solid. I'd say medium plus kind of complexity to it, and it's um, you know they're putting it more in the uh, the the heavier side of things. So far, I'd say medium plus, and but it it does it has a real kind of earthy. You know, sweetness and everything going on. I know your your card says it has a lot of cocoa. Are you tasting that? I haven't gotten the cocoa, but maybe that's what that earthy sweetness. Maybe I'm I'm like maybe you know breaking it down that way, and they're they're just saying cocoa. You know that kind of thing. I don't know, but I haven't quite gotten cocoa. I will say that black pepper is unmistakable on the retro hail. Oh, absolutely, and mm-hmm. even that's even with. Uh, you know, the uh, Epicure that I'm smoking here, same kind of deal. That pepper's really pronounced. I'll tell you, the other one that you need to smoke, um, Jody here at the Hill, she's got it labeled as one of her, like, recommendations, uh-huh. is the uh, the Guild, the Orange Band one. You know, it's funny. I was just reading about that one. That one, it's a really good cigar. That one and the Epicure, I've been smoking a lot of those, too. Interesting. So, And I'll tell you, the Maduro, that Epicure Maduro... Wait. It's supposed to have molasses and cedar. And, that that's intriguing as well. But and going back to the packaging, Sam brought this up in his interview, and he's he's totally right. You know, all the bands are very brightly colored. You know, so they stand yeah. out very clearly in the humidor. But the the Epicure Maduro with that that dark wrapper against that like teal background, that teal yeah. kind of light turquoise ish yep. kind of like band that. That cigar just pops, man. It just pops like crazy yep. when you see it. So it's a it's a really neat – I like this brand. It's it's a very neat – and it's got that design aesthetic. You know, we, the last couple episodes, we've been talking about band design aesthetic. Yep. And, you know, kind of what scratches my and itch with like that and everything. And you like the simpler bands. And I like not just simpler but more sleek, more modern, you know, and that kind of thing. And this man, definitely falls these, in that. These Crux bands, they just they, – they do it for me. I will say the cutout is different. That is not something I'm used to seeing. Yes. You know, because what most people would think is part of the design is actually a cutout that shows the cigar underneath mm-hmm. the band. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Definitely. Well, anyway. Well, Jeff, how about... Um, well, you know what? Before we get into the Ask the Boys... Yes. Let's discuss our infamous Christmas photo. Okay. We did not talk about this before. And it was one of those where... I wasn't sure when Nick was going to post the picture up. We we kind of gone back and forth. You ended up putting it out on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I put it out on Christmas. Yep. Um, but regardless, it it got some play. It did. So while we were down in Tampa, obviously we decided that we were going to take this this Christmas photo. And you know, we kind of thought it would be funny to do this picture of me and Jeff standing on the beach, you know, looking wistfully at the sunset, you know, <laughs> holding our cigars. You know, we I don't know why it just it just kind of felt funny. But to do like a coupley kind of moment, but you and me. But yeah, but but for some reason, <laughs> that's where Jeff decided to take it really bizarre and go into the old speedo. You saying I went off the rails? You 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 decided to bring in the speedo aspect of it. Everybody to a person. <clears throat> okay, maybe not everybody, but oh, people. Somebody said, "Hey, is Gator gonna wear his speedo in Tampa?" Yeah, it did get asked. It did get asked more than once. 
And so because Maybe it not was everybody. asked, it just was one of those things that we were like, you know what? It, it got in my head. We should do this. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, whatever. I, I don't think you expected I didn't think, me to no, do it. No, I didn't think you would. I really didn't. <laughs> I didn't think you'd have the balls to go through with it. And I was all in. you and, not only and did. If you got a good look at me from the front, you could have seen the balls. Well, and that's where <laughs> we get to the picture, the story of the picture here. So, so we're on the beach, and Jeff's wearing, you know, his swim trunks. He's got mm-hmm. the, the Speedo thing underneath. He's wearing his trunks, and, um, you know, and I'm there. I didn't bring swim. I forgot my swim trunks. I was so pissed. I forgot them in St. Louis, and I was so, so angry. Because God God knows they don't sell swimwear in Tampa. I didn't take the time anyway, to go buy them. No. But, you know, but, yeah, I was so angry. And um, anyway, so I'm there on the beach just smoking, and finally Jeff's like, all right, let's do this. And so we uh, we approach a gentleman to inquire as to whether or not he would take our picture. Maybe he was Lithuanian. Well, he was something from the Russian block because yeah. I don't think he spoke very much English at no, all. No, but he was amused by our stupid. Well, okay. He he agreed to take the picture, and then as soon as he does, you get in position and you kick off your pants and kick them to the side, <laughs> exposing this speedo. And and he just kind of like looked like for a moment. It was kind of like a dog that saw somebody that was like, "Come here, boy! Come here, boy!" And he kind of cocks the head to one side, like, "What is this?" Like a dog showed that? a card trick. Yeah. In this case, this guy was like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) And so, like, he takes these pictures of us. And mind you, as we're standing there looking at the sunset, all I have going through my mind is eyes up, eyes straight, eyes up, eyes straight, eyes up, eyes straight. Because I just, (laughs) I didn't want to deviate my gaze in any way to where I could possibly see you from the front. Fair enough. I just, I didn't want that. I wasn't going to be very intimidating that day. It was cold out. I didn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> and so we get done with the pictures. I was in the ocean. I was in the ocean. You get done with the pictures. And you're like looking at him. And you're critiquing these pictures. And you're giving him instruction and having him take more pictures. Now. Yes. You were like unhappy with the ones that he made you you, the sunset just you made this poor man stand there i don't think you grasped the concept that i wanted the sun in between us as it was setting you know Mm -hmm. and then he kept trying to shoot us from the front too which i found really really obnoxious yeah it's like no 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 no, i don't want my wiener out there no not the the christmas card and uh this year at least so then so we get done we find the picture we're like yes that's the one we thank him. He's laughing, and he goes on his way. And then there was the group of sorority girls, yes, that were there on their day out or whatever, yes. playing their football. Hearts. And uh, you were all ready to do a whole another photo shoot and ha- invite them to take our picture to be in it with us, just just to have them in the picture with us. Wouldn't that have been cool? You and I, and then like three girls on each side of us. Come on, that would have been awesome. It definitely wouldn't have been realistic. Oh, God, no. Especially but, with you and that cool. Speedo. You never know. It was kind of a magnet. Didn't a kid talk to you? Okay, so I'm walking out. This is before I dropped trout. <laughs> I'm walking out to the beach, and this little kid whispers something to his mom, and she starts laughing. you're wearing I, the Santa Claus hat. I'm wearing the Santa hat, and I got the beard. And she, I look over, and she looks up and smiles. She goes, oh, he thought you were Santa. And then I dropped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, that's exactly how that that's went how down. That's how that went down. Yeah. 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 
You have traumatized at least one child in South Florida. Oh my God. Oh, holy God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Well, she, we didn't see because we were facing the other way, but I'm sure she grabbed him, put her hand over his eyes, and carried him off the beach rapidly. There were a couple kids walking around near us at the time that that was all going on, and <sighs> I was just like, kids, go away. Go away. Go away. 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's oh. going to have a problem here. Oh, my God. Not me. <laughs> I'll say I have I have no court orders. So anyway, so no. So I've been sitting on that photo for a month, and mm-hmm. I wanted to put that photo out in the worst possible way, and but I, I, I held on to it. But I held on it, to it. It was, it was a perfect Christmas card oh, for it, us. It had to go yes. on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, there was just no other way. Now, what everybody doesn't know is how lucky they are that I forgot to bring my thong. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely feeling fortunate that yeah. you forgot. If I brought that, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, what else is really unfortunate is after Jeff had such a nice experience with the Speedo, he decided that he was uh, going to go to Walmart and procure himself some bikini underwear in the same kind of style. I normally don't wear underwear, but and, I but like, you know. He likes the support. Yeah. And that's fucked up. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to know. I had a question on the mind, and I'm like, nope. You Are you, you're actually wondering what kind of underwear I have on. I was not going to ask. Nick. Wasn't going to ask. Wasn't going to ask. Nope. Nope. That's, nope. No. You know, no. I, I don't not. know if our friendship's there. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why. It just <laughs> popped in my head, and I'm like, no, that's fucked. Don't, don't, don't go I there. I want to just point don't out to the there. listeners, he did this one to himself. Yeah. He's going to leave that I, there. I, I, no. I anyway, don't even have to take what he said out of context. You know what? Why don't we I'm do taking it completely in context. Use some ass. Oh, God. That was so loud. That was loud. That was loud. We're going to turn that down a little bit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Ask the boys. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I'm yeah. not wearing any, just for the record. God damn it. <laughs> That's what I was afraid you were going to say. All right. Well, how about we... Uh, Which gets a little dangerous because I'm not wearing my 501s. So these these Levi jeans have a zipper. Yeah. You got to really watch that. All right. For, first, first question. You don't want to get the beat above the frame. All right, guys. So ask the boys. We need your questions. Make sure you call the uh, hotline. Nick's waving me off. Area code <laughs> 863-874-0000. Ask us anything. Um, you know... Kick a, kick a, you know, I kick the ashtray, ashtray, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, ask us anything. Ask us, you know, cigar questions, you know, questions about us, life questions. You know, maybe you're in a relationship and need some relationship Relationships advice. are I mean, not our thing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, you can ask us really anything. 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 So why don't we uh, hear the first question? What's up? What's up? This is Alan from South Carolina. What's up, Got hey, a Alan? question. If you had to marry one brand owner, who would it be? If I had to marry a brand owner? Hmm. Um. Boy. Um. Manuel Casada, because he would hold me tight. I like women. I think Oscar, <laughs> I think Oscar would be more, you know, cuddly, but mm. I wouldn't be able to get past Jonathan Drew's class. 
That's a deal breaker. Yeah. Um, Fucking goggles. Hmm. Look at my ash, by the way. While you contemplate which brand I've you noticed you have got quite the uh, quite the incredible ash going over there. Um, I do. You know, could could we maybe switch it up to like cigar ambassadors, cigar saleswomen? Well, I was going to say there's all kinds of yeah. Um, no, you know, I I'm trying to think. Crystal, hi. <laughs> I'll tell you what, <laughs> boy. This is just getting into a weird kind of objectifying kind of area here. I don't. I just wanna, objectified like, Manuel Casada and Oscar Valadares. I you, mean, come you, on, you did, but there's a certain level of comedy there. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking of actual female Me flirting brand. with Crystal brand. over the years too much. I'm, I'm thinking of actual female. <laughs> look at you, female <laughs> brand owners and everything. And I just, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Um, if I were going to marry myself to a cigar, like as in a cigar line. Maybe not an actual owner. <sighs> You're weaseling out. You're in love with Nick Perdomo, and you know it. He is a very nice <laughs> He's very nice. He's very nice. I like, you know... I I will say the Newmans were good people. The Newmans are good people. Yeah. I, they, I, they, you know, I would be... I'm sure I would enjoy their family Christmas I'd be parties. willing to be a part of the Newman clan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be nice. Um, anyway, so... Uh, yeah, this is a weird question. Yeah. This is this has gone off in the weeds. Yeah, I'm just going to go with that. I'm going to say either the Perdomos or the Newmans just so I can move on with life. Because, yeah, this, I, no offense, Alan, but, yeah, your question kind of rattled us. So. <laughs> yeah. We're going to we're gonna move on. We're gonna, even, even for us, it's out there. Yeah, we kind of, we're a little rattled. So, But we appreciate the question. Yep, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening, man. All I right. got an outstanding ash. Are I'm you gonna, looking at this? Look at my dimes I'm stacking no, over here. No, you've got, uh, I'd More like say, nickels. Very close to about half that cigar sitting there in ash. So, yeah. So, moving on to the next question. Hey, Nick and Gator. This is Clay from uh, Clayto Cigars. Mm. And, uh, Nick, I just wanted to recommend the uh, Don Pepin Garcia original from my father, Great Stick, and the uh, San Cristobal, which I believe is rolled by my father, if I'm not mistaken. I believe Uh, both good sticks. The Revelation is also a great stick. You might not like that. It's a box press, but it's a very soft box press, so it's rounded edges. Maybe you'll like it. Um, I appreciate the last cigar that I would want to smoke, uh, if it was my last cigar, would be the uh, Opus X Lost City. It's a great stick. Oh, Ooh, a couple of good them. choice. They're really good. Um, a little pricey, though, so don't get to smoke those very often. Put it on the credit um, card. You won't have to pay for it. I wanted to ask you both, uh, what, is, uh, what was your wildest, New Year's celebration. Um, and finally, I just wanted to wish you both a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And stay safe, stay smoky, and looking forward to the next cast. That's awesome. Thanks, Clay. Thank you, buddy. And uh, Happy New Year. And, well, hopefully you had a Merry Christmas. And um, Wildest New Year. Wildest New Year. Well, it has to be one that I did in, uh, in college. In fact, I actually... Kinda, sorta remember it. Would have been New Year's two thousand and two into two thousand three, and that was the night that I discovered that me and Tequila don't get along very well because we got along really, really well for a hot minute, like running around the house with the with the bottle. I'm led to believe Tequila makes your clothes come off. Um, well, it definitely made my mind go blank. 
because I don't remember too much after running around with the bottle. And I do remember the hangover the next day was immense. You could have had mescal and you know had the worm. It was it was you're big on the worms. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hmm. Mine. You ready for this? Sure. One of my favorite New Year's that I ever had was my buddies, Mike Higgins, J. Michael Higgins, who is now a broadcaster down in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. He does uh, traffic reports. Okay. And my friend, Joey Pacriva, who just recently retired from the Air Force. He's a doctor. Okay. And the three of us, along with my potato, Spuds McKenzie, <laughs> I had a little stuffed Spuds McKenzie potato. And the four of us drove uh, from the St. Louis area down to Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. And we went down there to see Larry Norman. He had a New Year's Eve concert. So we drive down to Louisville, Kentucky. And we go to this Larry Norman concert. And Larry Norman is a Christian like rock icon from back in the day. He has since passed away. But we went down to see his concert. And it was really cool. He had an opening act that none of us had ever heard of, and his name was Stephen Curtis Chapman. And anybody that follows Christian music will know of Stephen Curtis Chapman, because he's gone on to have a very storied career and been a very good singer-songwriter. Larry Norman gets out on stage, and we're expecting kind of this, you know, like 60s, 70s rock show, you know, kind of thing. And he comes out on stage, and he does like one song just to prove that he still can rock. And then he sits down at a baby grand piano and does the rest of his concert behind this baby grand piano. Huh. And it was incredible. There were maybe 300 people there. The place should have been just packed. Yeah. So we got to meet you know, both artists. We got to hang out with them a little bit. We had such a good time. Hmm. And then we headed back to the hotel. And we get back to the hotel. Um, and, of course, the debauchery. We just come from a Christian concert. And the hotel is just debauchery. Of There's, course. you know, all kinds of like parties going on and stuff there. Well, we decide we're hungry, but everything's closed at like one in the morning. So I, for some reason, had packed a suitcase full of ramen noodles to bring because I thought it was funny. Uh-huh. Well, we ended up breaking those out and we got the the like tea pitchers from the hotel, filled them up with hot water out of the uh, coffee machines and made ramen noodles. But then we went around and actually... We're handing out bowls of ramen noodles to all the drunk kids laying in the hallways. <laughs> we had such a good time. You're like, you're it was like, a lot of fun. We were the only ones sober in the hotel. So you're like, you know, what? What's the term? Uh, uh, you're like testifying to the uh, to I, the drunks. With I'm not the ramen saying that noodles. we 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 didn't. <laughs> we weren't. Uh, it's not testifying. What is? Uh, although it kind of be saying or uh, uh, proselytizing. Yeah, I think okay. is the word you're looking for. Okay. But yeah, no, we weren't necessarily proselytizing. We were the only ones sober in the hotel. I I can almost you weren't prostituting, were you? No. Okay. Those days hadn't come yet. <laughs> Look, twenty bucks is twenty bucks. But, but let's be real. That was the day you should have been, because I mean, much softer features back then. I'm oh, sure. I was good looking back in the day. <laughs> I, had, I was chiseled. Oh, bullshit. Oh, yeah. I can show you pictures. <laughs> so we were all we were all good looking back then. You know, Joey still is. Mike and I is another whole other story. But, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, Joey's still a good looking guy. Oh, there you go. But anyway. But no, we had such a good time. We just, you know, and it, it's one of those, like, memories that you make that you just never forget. Okay. So that was probably my favorite I don't New Year's of all times. For New Year's. I did a lot in college. Yeah. And ever since then, I really tend to not do too much for New Year's. 
mostly just because I just I don't drink really anymore. Like you used to. You know, and um well, I've I've gone just, to bars for New Year's. I've gone to casinos for New Year's. Yeah. But none of them none of them harken back those memories of that fun trip we had down yeah. to Louisville. I just don't tend to do much for New Year's. Yeah. I don't know. We I'll tell you what, Kristen and I usually get uh we get wings from Hooters. Uh we'll get some shrimp we and covered some this oysters. Last episode. Did we? Yeah, we did. Remember? Because oh. oh, okay. I said the Chick fil A nugget go. tray. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna get wings from Hooters and all that this year? Oh absolutely. Okay. Well, there you go. I always do that. And oysters, I always run over to uh, Whole Foods and get oysters. Okay. Because they have a good price on oysters at Whole Foods. And they're fresh. Well, that's important. It is. It is. Yeah, you don't want questionable oysters. That's, of all the foods that you're going to eat, that's one you don't want to question. You want to know the freshness. Yes. So. So what do you got planned? Anything? Jack and shit. I know you, for some reason, do not want to come to my house, which is fine. I'll keep my oysters to myself. I just, you know. It's pretty much what you said on the last show. I mean. (laughs) Am I lying? I didn't say that. (laughs) You know who is coming over? And he's right here. He's coming up right now. Oh, it's our boy Larry. Yep, our man Larry. First of all, before we get to Larry, though, we need to uh, go ahead and close out the Ask the Boys. Okay. um, Guys. Pull a seat up, Larry. that, That would be this week's Ask the Boys. And, you know. We need your questions. I keep saying it. We need your questions. So call the Ask the Boys hotline, area code 863-874-0000. Let us know your questions. Let us know what you want your uh, final cigar to be. I, I I think this is an ongoing running question. It is an ongoing running question. I'll say this. The, uh, the Opus X Lost City, that's uh, not a cigar I've encountered yet. I have not had one. But... Um, I hear good things, but hey, you know, I it it's uh it's uh Clay's uh final cigar choice, so I think it's a uh, it's worthy uh worthy answer. So anyway, Absolutely. make sure you give us a call, air code eight six three eight seven four zero 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 and take part and ask the boys. And Jeff lost his ash. I did. Epically. I was taking pictures of it, and it fell mid-picture. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping I got a shot of it coming off. It was so crooked. I knew it was going to happen at some point. It looked really good in the picture. But I will say, you took that ash all the way to the band. I did. Like, all the way to the band. So, you got a really, really big ash going out of that. So (laughs) I want to point out. I'm coughing a little bit on the show, and I know we've talked about that. Yeah. Let me just point out the picture of the air that I, when I took this picture, that's what the air looks like around us. It's, yeah. It's We're no, okay. Now, wait a minute, though. Wait a minute, though. You are kind of cheating a little bit by saying that's what the air looks like. <laughs> because I happen to know a little trick that you do during, while you're taking the pictures. Trick? Yeah, I know a little trick that you do. I fancy up my photos, and so I just I'm just pointing out that you know I, I guess I I could say it, but I'm not going to say it. But like you do a little trick to fancy up your photos, and that did just create a whole it works, lot of doesn't ash. It? So what he'll do, guys? <laughs> he'll take a giant drag on his cigar, and right when he's getting ready to take the picture. He'll blow that smoke right at the cigar so that it makes that picture just extra smoky. 
It works. And that's what you did just there. And that's why you're trying to say that the air looks like that. But the air doesn't look quite like that. It's not that thick in here. Here's one where I didn't do it. Look at the air. You're also still taking a picture of the cigar. I mean, there's going to be smoke trickling off of it. <laughs> anyway, well, our buddy Larry the Mute is here for his final review of 2020. And uh, he figured, you know, with New Year's coming up, he was going to smoke something a little, a little special. So he has the Swisher Sweets Two-Tip Cigarello BLK Wine. Had it. It's the wine flavor. The wine's good. Well, he wanted to do wine because, you know, I figured with New Year's. He's been on a uh, Swisher run lately. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's gotten some sort of, like, secret, you know, endorsement hey, deal that you, maybe do you, Larry. you and I aren't aware of. But, you know, whatever. Um, he has been on a Swisher run lately. So, anyway. Well, Larry, why don't you go ahead, take it away, and give us your review of the Swisher Sweets Two-Tip Cigarellos BLK Wine. I just, I can't. You were so good last episode. God damn it, was, it Jeff. It, it was it was Christmas. You know, and, and he came. Oh, 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 my gosh. Larry, Larry, Larry chill out. Dude. Oh, Larry. Oh, and he's gone. You were so nice last episode. And he, he made the effort to come out to the hill and meet us and everything. Well, shit. All well, right. It. Well, Larry, so it's, happy New Year, buddy. He's gone. He, that guy's gone. He didn't even go inside. He left. Oh, he just straight up left. He's pissed. Oh. I think he's pissed because you did actually give him, you know, But time, he thought that was going to become a thing? I think he did. I think he thought that maybe you'd cross the line. It was or a Christmas cross, miracle. You know, cross the corner and, and actually, like, you know, giving him, giving him some respect. But, nope, you, uh, <sighs> you instead continued to shit on him. Well, all right then. That's just the way it is. I don't. I don't know what Let to do. Give away about some it. cigars. Yeah, I guess it's time that we go ahead and do the Let's weekly do giveaway since Jeff's already shit all over Larry. So we um, we'll go ahead do the weekly. Oh, giveaway. there he's driving away. Oh, see the fuck. auction truck. Yeah, there goes the auction truck. Yep. God damn it. Well, um, guys, get in on the weekly giveaway by going over to cigarpulpit.com, signing up for our email newsletter. And while you're on there, you uh, can win cigars, basically. Yeah. On the on the list. I mean, the heck not? while you're on the list, you can win cigars. So just don't get off the list. Yeah, stay I, on the list. I had a I had a brain fart, but uh, anyway, get on the list. I promise you, we're not going to barrage you with stuff. We do have some plans for the newsletter for 2021, but we're still not going to barrage you with stuff. So just get on the on the list and um, enjoy what we send you and. Win some cigars. That's just yeah. that's the way it goes. So, anyway, to the winner, all you have to do is just email me, nick at cigarpulpit.com, by Monday the... Uh, Monday, uh, Monday, Monday. What would that be? That would be Monday the 4th, January 4th. Is it? Yep. Monday, January 4th. You send me an email basically saying You're I'm right. the winner and um, give me your mailing address and we will get these cigars sent out to you shortly. I will tell everybody who has one lately... That um, I'm waiting on some sticks from Martinez. Um, obviously, with they've all had a rush the, with Christmas. I would say they've had a rush with Christmas, but then also with all the issues with the post office, everything is still running slow. So um, that ought to write itself here. In a I couple would of think weeks. so, but I just want to point out to everybody: I have not forgotten you. You know, you you are um, 
you know, it is it is happening. Some people, some cigars have shipped, and I just want to, you know, I we may have to look into where those cigars are at, and if they don't receive them soon, I might just go ahead and send another one. In which case, maybe they get lucky and they get two. I don't yeah. know how that works. But if you get two, share them with somebody. Exactly. But anyway, so guys, pay it forward. Just all you gotta do is send me the the email saying that you won, and I will get it to you uh, shortly. So this week's winner. Is. Wait, wait, wait. This week's winner is Steve Papp. Steve Papp. Steve Papp. All you got to do, send me the email, tell me that you've won, give me your shipping address, and we will get these uh, Martinez cigars to you right away. So, there you congratulations, go. Steve. Steve Papp. So, all right. That's then. awesome. That is awesome. So, what are you getting on your uh, Crux Epicure? You're down pretty. I'm in the, I'm in the, the final third. In the final third. Final third cigar.com. Yep. Broccoli. Mm-hmm. I miss him. We didn't get to talk to him this month. Kind of depressed. Yeah, I know. It kind of didn't work out, but I'm working on that. I'm okay. working on that. Okay, then. In fact, you know what? I might try and give him a call when we're done recording this. Just we to should. See, uh, just to see what's going on. We need to check in. See if we can coordinate up plans. Darn right plans. Exactly. Plans, schemes. But yeah. um, whatever. Anyway, so what are you getting on the Crux Epicure? I'm enjoying the cigar. It's been, it is very creamy. It's uh, nutty, like it says on the card. Again, I don't know if that put it in my head, but I'm definitely tasting it. Uh, the pepper, I'm not really getting a lot of pepper off the cigar now, although I did get it uh, on the, just instantaneously on the cold draw. Have you done a retro lately? I'm not. I'm going to now. Okay. Uh, I, on the other hand, I'm still smoking the Bull and Bear. I'm about halfway. Mine's a little sl- uh, small or uh, slower smoke. Than the Epicure, I don't know if that's it's, it's peppery uh, on the Epicure, but I feel it has diminished. Okay, so it's it's mellowing out into the uh, final third. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I'm about halfway on the Bull and Bear. Um, the sweetness on it has kind of tamed down. It is a much more earthy cigar at about the halfway point. A little bit of pepper, a little bit of spice on the actual smoking. I'm going to go ahead and give it a retro hail myself. Okay, let's watch Nick heads ex- head explode here. Mm. I should videotape this. Whoa! Um, black pepper. Oh my god! Oh, it burns the nostrils. There's a mantron pulling in. Oh my god! It burns the nostrils. Um, the Do black, another one of those. Let me videotape the, the that. The black pepper. Oh, dude, you're gonna have to give me a minute. Okay, go for number two. The black pepper on this has not ramped down. In fact, it has ramped up. Ramped up. You're, um, you're bright red right now. It has ramped up in the bull and bear. Okay, we're going to do a second one. I'm going to videotape oh, this to God, put out for the really? listeners. Are you seriously going to do this? To yeah, me? we're going to videotape this. Oh. The second retro hail on the final third for the bishop here. <coughs> Whoa. Not as bad the second time. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> but still. Oh, still a thing. Eyes watering. Anyway, it is actually my eyes. Well, you had just let me do two of them in a row. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I do. Man, Tron going in over here. The bull and bear. Just it watch Tron a, pull up. Watched him go into his mobile office so here at the hill. It is a good cigar, but it these is, are good sticks. I'm gonna have to uh, research these a little more because these are not ones that I go to, but I think I definitely will add them in. You should. Um, there's some good cigars. Yeah, good sticks. So, 
And I'm telling you, you need to try the Guild. Uh, of the rest of their line, the one that I think you would like the most would be the Guild. Fair um, enough. The Maduro, I I haven't... I only had it the once. Um, but, I mean, you, you know... I The Bull and Bear... It it wouldn't be bad for you to try it, but I'm not saying it, it's, it's your probably stick, not mine. Probably yeah. not going to be your wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, that, you know what? That's why we have different varieties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why you don't walk in the humidor like in the Eastern Bloc and find one cigar. <laughs> <laughs> this is Vladimir's stick. <laughs> you must enjoy. You, you will you, smoke. You must enjoy Lenin blend. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, have you seen some of these goddamn bands from uh, like Canada now? Like musical or cigar bands? No, no, bands? no, no, cigar bands. Okay, no. Canada has gone to the basic band, the plain band, for, because of you know marketing for tobacco products oh, and all that God. shit. And so now it's like just a plain band cigar with like you know Ariel font, you know, basically saying. Arturo Fuente, blah blah blah. I mean, it's like that's going to make some gorgeous art on the wall. It looks like shit. Ugh. It looks like utter and complete shit. All the personality has been soaked out of these cigars in terms of their cigar band art. That is just life sucking. Really, truly, an absolute shame. And it's what we were going to be facing in the United States had the FDA had their way. Yeah, and I'm th- so thankful that they didn't because you know it it. The band is such a little thing the in the band, grand the screen, band is scheme, art. scheme of life, but like, but it's art. It is, and it adds so much. It does. And I'll tell you what: if you walked into that humidor and all you saw were black and white basic bands, on cigar number one, one, cigar yeah. number two, it's yeah. like what the fuck, you know? So, yeah, I, this is the point that a few years ago I would have screamed America, but that's where we're headed. We've turned so socialist, it's just mind-boggling. Or as my friend just says, mind-bottling. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to end the year on a really dour note. But you know, it's uh, why not? It's twenty twenty. Yeah, it's been a fucking year. It has been a fucking year. Yeah, it has. On the flip side, though, Jeff, let's let's reflect. There have been some positives that have come out of this year. You and I have cigars. We do. We still have cigars. I mean, no, meaning like we have the Bishop and the Gator. That's true. That is the one bright spot. You and I started off 2020 wishing we could have our own personal and cigar. And at the end of 2020, we not only have our own personal cigar. The Bishop and the Gator. The Bishop and the Gator, available at MartinezCigars.com. Soon, Brick and Mortars near you. And that's exactly it. Soon to be available at Brick and Mortars. You and I are about to have cigars in Brick and Mortar shops, Jeff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. You know, when you stop and think about that for a moment, 2020 is not so bad. No. Um, Or at least for us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked everyone else over, but we got our own sticks. We got our own sticks. Screw you. You know, but I mean, we've talked to some really awesome people this year. Oh, dude. You've done some really good interviews. met some really great people this year. Yep. Um. We've gone to some really cool places this year. You know, you know who we got to meet. Despite COVID, we went to some really cool places. We this did. Year. Fuck you, COVID. You know. No, we got to meet Al from mm-hmm. the Good Cigar. We got to meet Mark from the Straight Cut, mm-hmm. and got to hang out with those guys and spend some time with them. David Martinez. I was say, Dave you and know. Christian, and uh, you know everybody at Martinez. 
Yeah. It. Uh, oh, I got news about Christian. I need to tell you, but it's, okay. a, it's an off-air kind of. thing. Oh, okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, it's it's not an on-air thing. You know, you know who else we got to meet up with and hang out with more? Uh, who? Pinky. Pinky. We got to get her on again I, soon. I introduced Pinky to cigars. You did this year. This year. You know. There's a bright spot. To a the bright point, spot for her. To the point that when she got, she got. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna out her. We're gonna out her for yep. a minute here. So she got a tent, one of those little tents, um, for her son's baseball games. Yeah. For Christmas, and it's one of those little pop-up tents that you put your lawn chair in, and you can sit out and watch the baseball game in the rain. Okay. Now she got that, and she texted me the picture, and she told me she goes, "My in-laws." We're dying to see my reaction when I saw, when I opened this. And she said, I immediately looked at my husband, and he knew exactly what I was thinking, which was, I wonder if I could use this as my own personal cigar tent. Cigar tent. Because yeah. <laughs> she's, awesome. she's seen my uh, my ice fishing yep. tent. And so she was wondering if she could use that. And, and the fact that that was the first thing that popped into her mind. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. This is, You know, 2020... For all of its, you know, rough patches and warts and just in general shit shows, yeah, it hasn't been all bad. Other than that, twenty twenty was the sexually transmitted disease of the century. <laughs> Am I wrong? Mm. It's a little early to call it of the century. I mean, let's be real; we still have eighty more years oh, for. Uh, for a year to be can, worse. Can you imagine anything let's be year, being worse than this? Yeah, the year that I die is going to be a really bad year. For you. For me. <laughs> for you. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I'm not going to make it 80 more years. So no. at some point, this year, this century is going to go to shit real quick. Yeah. So um, hopefully you get time to have that last cigar. Wow. Yeah. That's true. It is true. That's true. You never know when it's going to be. No. That's the really fucked up thing. You know, we, we, we're we asking everybody to, to you know, give us their last cigar if they know that what their choice would be. What their yep. choice would be. But when you actually really break it down, you never know. My last cigar could very well be the Crux Bull and Bear. Yeah. The way you drive. I drive very well. Thank you. Okay. I'm not a bad driver. <laughs> What are we gonna do? You're a much less. No safe one will ever. No one me. will ever hear this because I don't know how to upload the episode. So you've got to at least get this downloaded before mm-hmm. you pass. Mm-hmm. That would end the year on a sour note if you don't make it home today. I'm just saying. Now, now I'm depressed for you. But I'm just saying because I know? assume you're not gonna make it now. Well, and that's the thing. For all we know, you that, that Crux Epicure is your last. And you I know mean, what? I'd be happy with this. But that's the thing. We never know. We never know. We don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't. So we should be happy for I feel like it. I should break into a hymn now. Well, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. But oh, yeah, man. I just you know, it's like look, everybody's kind of shadowing this year, and we're all like, oh, I can't wait for next year, you know. But God. there's no guarantee next year's better. That's no, the really that, effed up that's part. That's the thing. I think at this point, we just got to take it day by day. And uh, you know what I'd like people to do? It's not been a bad year. In the so this is going to come out on Tuesday. Yes, the 29th. Yes. Um, at some point, we're going to record our episode for New Year's. Mm-hmm. <coughs> <coughs> we're going to have to open that door. I'm dying. Okay. Um, Where's the kickstop? Just put the ashtray. Do something. Um, 
Oh, I like how it, it, we are going to have to open that You're door. It translates it. into me getting up and doing that. Ow, my knee. Ow, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth it. Oh, my God. That hurt so bad. What is going on with my knee? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're asphyxiating. Oh, my God. There we go. Now we're opened up. That'll get a little airflow, hopefully. Yeah. Um. Oh. No, you know what I'd like people to do? Yeah. What? <laughs> you might not make it home. Oh. You need to give me the code so I can post this. Oh, God. When you keel over and fall oh, off that chair. That? Ah. Oh, God damn. I've never seen anything. That hurt. Like <laughs> I don't know. No what idea what it just witnessed. Goddamn high top stool. You're not even 40. I, God. What were you saying? No. You know what would be cool? What? Let's have everybody today. You got to do it today, guys. You got to do it on Tuesday. Maybe Wednesday by yeah. noon or so, because we're going to record Wednesday night. Are we? Likely. Is that when we're going to do Likely. it? Likely. Okay. So you got Tuesday, you got Wednesday till about five. Okay. 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 Um, go to the Ask the Boys hotline. Again, the number is? I'm taking a drag. 863-874-0000. Okay. Go to the Ask the Boys hotline. And for our New Year's episode, I'd like everybody to talk about what they're thankful for and what they're looking forward to in the new year. That's a great idea. Call in. We want to hear that. We need something uplifting, and we need it from That's you guys. That's a great idea. You know what we ought to do? What's that? When we're done recording, we ought to do a little short video that we can put on Instagram and announce that now. We'll do that, too. Yeah. Perfect. That's a good idea. Love it. So, anyway, that's a good idea. I think we need to hear from everybody. We need some positive. About, you know, hey, what good did come out of 2020 for you, and what are you looking forward to in 2021? Amen. I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great way. There you go. To finish up here. Look at you being uplifting. Well, I need it. I need people to give me something uplifting to hear. I need that. Well, what are you thankful for out of 2020? Our cigars. You know what? And and in all honesty, I'm thankful that my businesses have somehow made it through. Mm -hmm. We've weathered the COVID storm up to now. And I'm not going to lie, guys. It was tough. And it's tough for every small business out there. Go support them. Support your brick and mortar stores. You know, you guys don't know what you're going to be missing till it's gone. Yeah. And they need your support. And here's the thing. Everybody's talked about, oh, buy local, buy local, you know, up through Christmas. We got to keep doing that. It's got to keep going on because these guys are in dire straits and it's going to be years before the ship is righted. Well, but guys, yeah, go go to the hotline. Go to the hotline. Call in and tell us. 863-874-0000. Tell us what you're thankful for and what you're looking forward to in 2021. Exactly. Amen. Oh. Well, guys, our next episode is going to be our um, kickoff of 2021. It is. It's going to be the January 1st episode, and we're going to be smoking the Bishop of the Gator. And um, We'd I'm love tr- you to get those I'm, and smoke I'm, along I'm with gonna us. I'm going to try and get Dave Rivera from uh, Martinez Cigars on to talk to you all about you know, kind of how things went for them and then how thing, you know, what the future plans of the Bishop and the Gator are here, you know, coming up and everything. So hopefully we'll have Dave on the next episode. And then um, I would like to point out that with that being a Friday, normally we would be doing a selection from My Monthly Cigars. However, with that being January 1st, uh, it probably is going to be a little tight for us to get the box in time. For yeah, us and to there do are that. five Fridays in January. Precisely. So we'll still get those four cigars in for January. So, And what yeah. is My Monthly Cigars, Nick? My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service where you can get cigars sent to your door every month. 
We get a, they come in a variety of different sizes. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. There's also the uh, El Presidente box, which is eight cigars for $50. And those eight cigars, it's two of everything that's in the Robusto box, so it's good to share with somebody and, you know, or, or whatnot. Exactly. And both those boxes are covered by the MSRP guarantee, which states that the uh, MSRP of the cigars in the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. So you're getting like a value on it. So I think for December, you saved about $14, $15 yeah. on the cigars. And so then uh, on the Robusto box, you, $14, $15 bucks on the Presidente was like, you know, $90 worth of cigars for, for $50. Bucks. So, I mean, it was a good deal. It was a good deal. And uh, if you use offer code PULPIT. P-U-L-P-I-T. That gets you free shipping on the first box or it gets you 20% off any of the items in their online store because Nick does have an online store with cigars and accessories and everything else. But going back to our previous rant, Nick is a big supporter of brick and mortars. And, oh, yeah. And the whole point of his uh, of his subscription box is to provide you with a sampler. Yeah. Give, you, give you a cigar that maybe you haven't encountered yet. You can try it. And if you like it, go to your brick and mortar. And and get some cigars from your brick and mortar. Tell him, hey, I really liked the. Uh, he had the aging room quattro yeah. in the in the box in December. Go to the go to your brick and mortar and be like, hey, you know, I tried the aging room quattro, uh, and I really like it. Do you guys have it? And a lot of the brick and mortars will because it was the cigar of the year from Cigar Aficionado last year. Yep. So or this year, but whatever. Anyway, the point is, it it, it was cigar of the year, and so a lot of them have it, and so you can use. These sampler boxes, you can use these online subscriptions as a way to try other sticks and then, you know, still uh, frequent and shop at your brick and mortar. Amen. So. Well, there you go. MyMillieCigars.com. There you go. And Nick, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you how people get to us on the socials. We're available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. At is my page. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. And then, like we've been harping this whole episode, call the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000. I want to point something out about my Instagram page. Okay. As we close up here. Yeah. I've learned now how Instagram works. <laughs> so the other night, we're at Top Shooters, you know, our favorite favorite place to go hang indeed, out indeed. and smoke that is outside of a lounge. Indeed. And we were there. We were, you know, having a cigar. We were recording. And our waitress was Abby. Abigail. Who is a sweetheart. She Good is. kid. Actually, her uncle, I was the best man in his wedding. Well, there you go. Which is weird because we didn't, you know, we kind of realized that over time and put two and two together. But... She took a picture with the gator, and I she put did. that up on my Instagram. And everybody liked it. Oh, yeah. It exploded. <laughs> and just because it's a pretty girl holding my cigar, which I was fine with, but it definitely showed me how Instagram works because her picture rocketed to the top of my uh, insights. By like a thousand miles. Yeah. It's three times my next photo that I've put up yeah. as far as uh, people viewing it and looking at it and liking it and whatnot. And it tells me right now, that's how Instagram works. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 selling something on Instagram that people aren't buying. Yeah, a fat <laughs> white guy. Yeah, a fat yeah. white guy. <laughs> but you put a pretty girl holding a cigar, it'll explode. That's precisely it. Yeah, I figured out how that worked really quick. Well, you know, and she's a, she's a sweet kid too. That's how certain accounts have thousands of followers in just a few months, where it's it's taken me, you know, what. 
better part of almost two years to yeah. get where we're, I'm at. We're, we're doing it for real. Yeah. We're swimming upstream. Yes, we yeah. are. Yeah, we're not most swimming definitely. with the current. Uh, anyway. Well, that's Instagram for you. There you go. Well, Jeff, final thoughts on the Crux Epicure? Love this cigar. I'm down to the no. I would say you were taking that down to next to nothing. Yeah, there. I don't want to give it up. It's a good stick. Well, I've got the uh, Crux Bull and Bear, and I am also down to the uh, final third here. And... Uh, you know, it's a good stick. The pepper is kind of ramped up a little bit on the actual draw. I'm getting a little bit on the, bit. the uh, on on mine here on the Epicure. I'm getting a little bit at the end. Pepper's coming back in. I don't know if I'm gutsy enough to try another retro hail. You did. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And Nick inspired me. I'm doing it. Oh, my God. Black pepper. Very, very prominent on the retro hail in the final third. I think it's kind of ramped down on mine. Oh, God, no. It yep. ramped up hard on mine. That's, I'll tell you what. These Crux actually, sticks are Actually, I don't know if cigars. it ramped up or if it's just been present like that this whole time, but it's 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 definitely high on the black pepper on the retro ham. I am looking forward to trying the Epidur Magur... Eh, Epidur... Eh. I'm looking forward. Maduro. I'm looking forward to trying the Epidur... You're going to get an Epidural? I, yes. <laughs> Like one, that would be delightful. I'm looking forward to trying the uh, Maduro in the Epicure. I had to say it backwards to get it out, and then the Guild. Those I'm looking forward to trying those. So, cool. and and again, those cigars are available right here at the Hill. Yep, as well as many other brick and mortars. Just reach out to your brick and mortar and find out. I know Sam. I think Sam in the interview said that they have uh, a list of their brick and mortars on their website. That That's you awesome. Can, you can check out and find out where to get those and again that was a great interview we really do appreciate sam coming on with us definitely so well guys this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit i'm nick i'm gator everybody stay safe stay smoky and have a happy and safe new year's